0: Yeah, as Ben said, this is such a beautiful time for us to be um, just so creative um, in our ways of compassion to those around us and those vulnerable um, and on the edges. I feel like, um, yeah, this is a time, actually, that the church um, is to be dynamic and... uh, And it's good. It's good. I was listening to, I don't know if anybody um, connects with Igniting Hope Ministries, this guy, Steve Backlund and his wife in America. And I was listening, he did a podcast really just specifically around coronavirus and and what what, um, God is saying to the church at this time and uh, prophetically just spoke over things. So if you are interested, just um, check that out because it's worth a listen. Yeah. So I'm just going to pray as we start this morning. Yeah, Father, we just ask that you would take your place this morning. Take your place in our hearts. We thank you for how much you love us. And we just want to pray for the kids in the kids' rooms, that you would just bless them with joy this morning, just the joy of being together And any anxiety or heaviness or disappointment at things changing, the uncertainty, that you would just lift that, that that would just be like a catapult, just relief, um, relieving this morning. Holy Spirit, work powerfully. And in this place, we just invite you to move powerfully, Holy Spirit, as we submit to you this morning. And for those who aren't here with us, we just ask that you would be so close to them. That you would just put um, your arms of loving protection around them. And that they would know your um, close touch this morning as powerfully. Amen. Yeah, this morning we are leaning in to the Lord's Prayer again. You were not going to stop you praying this morning, right? <laughs> You're just going to be continuing. Um, so we're just going to pray together. Um, our Father in heaven, as we have been doing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We have those days that we are on the top of the mountain, don't we? The days that uh, life is in rhythm, our tick list is done, everybody that we meet is going to get a double blessing. We have this song that plays in our um, car, the kids love it, and it's, um, I'm not going to sing it, um, but it goes, it's a beautiful day, in every way, it's a beautiful day when I'm with you. And... uh, And it's really easy to sing along whenever we feel that, whenever our circumstances dictate that it's a beautiful day because I've got all my washing done or things are lining up really well. Um, But what happens whenever the circumstances of the day don't allow for that feeling, that emotion? um, And it just doesn't seem to offer um, the same positive, upbeat um, vibe. We hear bad news, um, or we read bad news, or we experience suffering, or we experience bad things, um, and we maybe sense impending disaster. Um, It's much harder to sit in my car singing, it's a beautiful day. It's a push to do that. Why do these things happen? Why do they have to happen? Am I not doing everything that I should be doing, that um, disaster shouldn't come to my door? And uh, and why, if God is so strong and is so able, is he not clearing my doorstep from this disaster um, or from these negative things? We pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And it it sounds like God's like kind of, like concocting these master plans of obstacle courses for us to, to, to see, like, can we maneuver those okay? And we're kind of begging, going, don't do it, don't do it. Um, and, and I think we've got to be really careful with our theology in just how that line reads, isn't it? Albert Barnes, an American theologian, noted the word temptation. Um, Just to break that down, it means sometimes trial, affliction, but anything that tests our behavior, that tests our, um, our virtue. Is God scheming up obstacle courses for us? Well, we know that God is good, and we need to we need to hold on to that and we need to remember that the origin of evil, of sin, of anything destructive started in the garden, didn't it? And man was given the choice to cling on to Father God, to live in this relationship of full dependency. But he walked away and he tried to control things. Jeremiah talks about man's heart as being deceitful above all all things, and desperately sick. So when we go, when we think we're going to ever get to a place that we're not going to experience sickness of this world, if we're not going to ever be tempted to change our behavior because we've been so virtuous up to that point, if we think we can earn some sort of clearness from from trouble um, or suffering, it's just not going to happen because of the condition of this world. And the Bible says we are to be in the world, but not of it, in it, but set apart. So although God's heart is so good, we will experience storms. And I just want to ask you, what is your storm today? Because for all of us, it might be quite different. When we experience storms, our temptation is to control it, to steer it. And of course, storms are terribly hard to control it. We might be able to kind of say how big the storm is, um, but it's very hard to stop it, very hard to control it. Um, But then we sort of go to try and control what we can. Well, if we can't control the storm, we might control what we wear in the storm. We might control this area of the boat that needs cleaning in the storm. We might try and stop it. Or we might just surrender and let it overpower us. Storms are the enemy's territory. And so when we partner with this fear in the storm, partner with the fear of the storm, we're kind of saying, you have more ground. You take some more ground. He wants us to reflect his glory and not God's. Be in the world, but not of it. And God, on the other hand, just longs to be with us. In the storm, and for us to choose him to lead us to safety. Jesus says on the cross, If it's possible, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering. But if not, lead me home. It's your will. It's your will. Lead us to safety. And he longs for us to say, You know, take the storm. Like, t- take us away from temptation that is going to change our behavior but if not help us to to keep you in our boat help us to to recognize our need for you in this storm and uh, there's a girl a lovely girl in uh, Carrick Fergus and she does this little business called My Painted Bear and uh, she draws little teddy bears some of you are going to love this some of you aren't I get that um, but uh, she also does these blessing boxes you know so you should look her up um, where she um, prays over what she is giving out and she'll write you um, notes of, uh, of prophetic words and things that she'll get while she prays for you. But she put this little image up on Facebook recently and she said, a ship in a harbor is safe, but that is not what ships were made for. And isn't that so true? We were made for the waves, but we like our safety. We were made for journey and to rescue others from the waters. Martin Luther, the theologian, says temptation is the best school into which the Christian can enter. Yet in itself, apart from the grace of God, it is so doubly hazardous that this prayer should be offered every day. Lead us not into temptation. Or if we must enter it, Lord, deliver us from evil. I just want to ground us in a little bit of what the Bible says. Just some truth about temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, "'No temptation has overtaken you "'except what is common to mankind, "'and God is faithful. "'He will not let you be tempted "'beyond what you can bear. "'But when you are tempted, "'He will also provide a way out "'so that you will endure it.'" James 1, 13, "'When tempted, no one should say, "'God is tempting me, "'for God cannot be tempted by evil.'" nor does he tempt anyone. James 4 again says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So what we're learning is that God does not bring these storms. We don't uh, blame him. We don't say, how can you do this to us? In any shape or size, there is no storm he brings, but he will see them coming. And he might give you a heads up on them. Um, but he knows that you can handle them if you keep hold of his hand. He's going to give you supernatural strength that you'll need and all the peace in the storm that's necessary. And he will lead us home. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, me and Micah set off to do the skill run. We walk to, um, to the local school and to collect um, Joshua and Daniel. And uh, on the way, I mean, the way it goes, that you, you go out your door and the storm just seems to hit you horizontally. And uh, we managed about five minutes into this walk and Mike is holding my hand, but we got to the point where he's like, ah! like, can't really breathe in this. It's just coming at us, the rain. And, uh, and I'm lifting him and going, oh my life, this is just a juggle. And uh, and he's like, no. And I'm like, this isn't working, we need to go to plan B. Um, And plan B was get back home in time, so we're in a bit of a rush now. Um, Get back home, get the buggy, get him into it. And uh, and that would have been really smooth if a three-year-old just does what they're meant to do. And uh, instead, Micah decided to run round the garden in this kind of, in the storm, going, and uh, mommy's going, Micah. I've got, I've got this place for you. I'm gonna pull the hood down. I'm gonna get it all waterproof covered, and uh, and you need to trust me. Come away from the garden, crazy. And uh, and he's just like Whoa! caught up in the storm. But my heart for him was to protect him, was to keep him close, was to keep him out of. Um, harm's way. Eventually, he did get in and realize it was the better option. But we need to trust. We're a bit like Micah at times, right? Where we're running around the garden going, (laughs) what's happening? And we need to just trust our father is good and trust his heart. His heart is to lead you through if you give him permission and place. The storm's going to be different for all of us. And uh, and we're all going to have our own storms. I think I've uh, missed the slide of the storm. Um, but what um, what I think is really important is that we know our own landscape. Okay, and what I mean by that is is knowing our vulnerabilities, um, knowing the areas that we have weak points, um, knowing. Our landscape, knowing where our thorn in the flesh is, as Paul talks about it, right? Um, The areas that we have to work a little bit harder at and bring to Jesus all the more. And what's your um, landscape like? What are your um, sort of weakened areas, you know? Um, Because those are the areas that we really need um, to be holding God's hand um, so much stronger in James one two to five says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He wants you to journey the terrain well so that you're able to get stronger and wiser and live well and have fuller freedom and peace. We all know this guy here, don't we? And, uh, and you would trust going on some journeys with him because he is well-trained in knowing the physical terrain. He is well-trained in knowing what to look for, what to spot. He leads others to spot them too. The enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. but Jesus came that we would have life to the full. The only reason that he is able to do the things that he's able to do is because he has trained and he has persevered and he has chosen um, to, to actually make go through a little bit of a harder time so that he has um, this ability. And at times we're allowed to go through things. At times we're allowed to go through things that are just horrendous. Oswald Chambers, a Baptist theologian, says through every cloud that comes our way, he wants us to unlearn something. His purpose in using the cloud is to simplify our beliefs until our relationship with him is exactly like that of a child. Until we become face to face with the deepest, darkest fact of life without damaging our view of God's character, we do not yet know Him. It's challenging, right? And if we think um, of some of our Bible characters, you know, if we think of Noah who held on in the storm, we think of the disciples who are so fearful in the boat. And Jesus wakes not to the storm, but to the commotion um, of them. Um, It's God who stills the storm and leads us home. There's so many other examples of God's people who are given these temptations and trials and they hold on to God's hand. They hold on to the historical revelation of who God is and the hope of more to come. But in the moment, it's getting real and it's trusting God. There's some really helpful truths to stand on when we are at a mountain top or in one of those valleys. Sometimes we worry that if we turn off our engines, that we are, you know, our controlling kind of engines, that we're just going to crash down um, but actually, the Bible teaches us that that um, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Because our engines are going to run out at some stage, you know. Um, and so we don't put our trust in our own control. This past week... What a week. <laughs> It's been quite an interesting one. For me, um, I wanted just to share my experience with um, my anxiety that just seemed to peak. Um, I, my head's been just doing this a little bit, like a bit kind of caught off guard. Um, and one evening, one night, I um, it, so it would probably be like that vulnerability bit that I'm talking about our landscape and knowing that, and I know that that's a bit of my journey, and I, I need to clamp down a little bit um, on that and and build up um, fortifications around there. So one evening, I'm struggling to sleep, and uh, and I wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh my word, um, and of course you go to your news and you're like, oh my. Life, and uh, I was like, "This can't be right. This, this isn't freedom. I'm not, I'm not in the right place." And, uh, and I thought, right, it's time, it's time to to spend a little bit of time with Jesus. And um, and and I did, and it was beautiful. And I just wanted to to testify to the change that happened, um, in that like, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I was like, Jesus, what are you saying to me in this? And immediately, I got, like, three answers, and they were beautiful. They were exactly what I needed to hear, and uh, and I worshipped because I think there's such power and peace in worship, so if you don't even feel like, ah, oh, I don't even know what to do, just stick on worship. And, uh, and, and that's, and it just changed. And I had a, a lovely conversation with Jesus and got like, right. I mean, I'm completely, my perspective's completely different. And, uh, and what I wanted to say was that that was brilliant for that day, okay? Because he gave me what I need. Of course, I've been speaking on uh, Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread as well. And, uh, and he gave me exactly what I needed for that day. Okay, but the next day I needed it again. I needed time with him again. I needed him to restore my soul. Various people don't experience. I've I've been chatting to different people this week. They're not experiencing that kind of anxiety like I'm experiencing, right? Um, and uh, and I think everybody will have their own storms. So, but it's what you do in them. All right. We rest in him. He's our peace. For one minute, for 10 minutes, for an hour, we're asking him, Jesus, you steer me in my storm. Lead me not into temptation, but, but, but if, I, if I start to go there, deliver me. We need to be clinging to him and going, deliver me. If we sense him saying something, we listen and we do it. And we submit to his spirit and not our own soul taking control of our situation. We want to be disciplined to a life of surrender to him. So it's worth just checking with ourselves again. When we find ourselves in a storm, and I'm speaking to myself here, how do we use our tongue? Do we complain? I think it was Joyce Mayer I heard saying, if we complain, we remain. If we complain, we remain. We remain. Are we causing hype? Are we building it? Are we extending worry and anxiety? Or are we turning it on its head? How are we waiting for him, on his voice, to speak into this situation? What's he saying to you about your storm? What's your storm today? What's he saying? Is that a priority for you, to listen to him? What's he saying how disciplined are we with our minds? Are we resting our mind on media, on random thoughts, or on truth? Do we need to slow our mind down? Is our mind just getting a little bit, ah, excited? And away on it goes. Do we need to slow it down? How disciplined are we with our bodies, with how we eat, with how we exercise? Are we keeping ourselves well? How disciplined are we with our money, our time, our rest, our fun? Are we balanced? Are we living a life obedient and up to our calling? Are we submitting our souls in the storm? Are we submitting our souls in the storm because that's where true freedom lies? At the moment we don't know what to be at, we receive and we heed the government guidelines, right? But our heads are turned this way and that way with toilet roll, uh, with chocolate supplies. Um, and yet our true captain in our boat in the storm is Jesus. And We need to give him his place. We need to give him his place at this time. If we want to find freedom in whatever circumstance we're facing, he wants to deliver you from it. And he will deliver you from whatever storm you're going through. And he will bring you true rest. We love this. We've mentioned this several times. And uh, I just want to read this little passage again. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. I also want to read Psalm 104. It's a little bit of a long one, but just settle down and (laughs) enjoy it. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He's my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Lord, what are human beings that you care for them? Mere mortals that you think of them. They're like a breath. Their days are like a fleeting shadow. Part your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and right them. Reach down your hand from on high. Deliver me and rescue me from the mighty waters, from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hand are deceitful. I will sing a new song to you, my God. On the ten-stringed lyre, I will make music to you. To the one who gives victory to kings, who delivers his servant David from the deadly sword, deliver me. Rescue me from the hands of foreigners, whose minds are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. Then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants, and our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace, Our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our fields. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There will be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. He offers this promise of constant renewal and soaring on his spirit strength. And we are empowered agents when we submit and pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And as we go into a different, unexpected season of church, let's use every day to bring in offering and step closer in intimacy to Jesus in our boat in this storm. Yeah, I just really, really sense that this is a time that actually we get, we get this gift of opportunity to lean into his strength. It's really quite unique and develop full reliance on him. What does that look like? What will this look like when we come out from under what we're about to kind of go through? I think, I just think he's wanting to make the church strong in this time. So don't think this is wasted time. These are wasted moments. Like, we're not able to do our thing. No, he's building muscle. And this is your opportunity. So take this as an invitation to build muscle in this season that we're going into. I do really feel like I want to just, um, to just pray over um, us again. Um, yeah. And um, and and if yeah, and if you are like struggling with any anxiety or anything, I just want to speak peace in this room. So let me do that now, and then um, we're going to finish with some worship. And uh, but take those invitations to to ask him on board your boat, to to use him, to lean in every day, every hour for his strength, for his revelation. What are you saying? What are you saying to me? Let's build our muscles in this time. Yeah, Lord, you are so good. And we stand and we declare your goodness and your promises. Your heart is unchanged. Your heart is so strong for us. And we love you and we ask you today will you come and steer our boats whatever storm we are facing right now will you come and steer our boats may we look to you before we we rush to other things may you be our priority Yeah, so we surrender. Holy Spirit, we just release, ask that you would release um, your peace in this room. Ask that you would release your healing in this room. If there's any sickness connected to any of us, today, in whatever way, not necessarily just for this virus, but any sickness, may it just lift. Holy Spirit, increase. And may we release your joy as well. Yeah, may your joy be released. Help us to push into the opposite spirit of what we feel. At times, from our culture, from the media, from messages. Help us be the ones that make the hard step into hope and trust and joy. Holy Spirit, will you supernaturally just release joy in homes? Will you just release joy unexpectedly? That joy will be our strength. That joy will be our strength. Yes, so come. You are so welcome. We submit to you. Let's worship.